Welcome to Steadfast Hope. This, I'm Steve Lawson. This is Kent Stainback, who's already got me smiling and laughing a little bit. And uh, we're coming to you from Herb's house. It's a coffee house here in Dallas, Texas. And the title of our devotion is A Secure Faith. We're in John 17, verse 15. If you have your Bible, you'll want to turn with us. And Kent, as Jesus prayed for uh, his disciples, as he prayed to the Father before he was crucified, uh, this is one extraordinary prayer. And we come to verse 15, and Jesus acknowledges that to be a Christian in this world, this is a dark and dangerous place where we live. Uh, we, we're not living in paradise, and there are, we're, we're surrounded by a world uh, of spiritual warfare, uh, of demons, of lies, of hatred, of temptation, of snares. Uh, a real devil who prowls about as a roaring lion. And so Jesus prays here in verse 15, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. Hmm. So he begins by acknowledging that we live in a hostile environment um, that is controlled under the sovereignty of God hmm. by Satan, who is the God of this age, the, the ruler of this world, the prince of the power of the air. And, and, and Jesus prays this because he needed to pray this. Mm-hmm. And, and he begins in verse 15 by, by saying, I do not ask you to take them out of the world. So, so Jesus wants us to remain in this dangerous world. And we would say, why not just take us to heaven as soon as we're converted? And just let us go immediately into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And the answer is, he wants us to be here because we have to continue to do his work. And we have to be his witnesses. And we have to preach the word of God. And we have to make disciples. And we need to be tools in the hands of God to build the church. And, and, and all of this. So that's why Jesus says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world. And the world here is the world that crucified Jesus. It's the world that rose up uh, in animosity against the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was a religious crowd that, that did this. And, and so that's the world in which we find ourselves. So Jesus prayed, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. Uh, to keep them means to, to guard them and preserve them. Uh, to watch over them, uh, to keep an eye on them and keep them safe. He says, from the evil one. And Kent, interesting, as this verse is translated, the word one has been supplied by the translator, and literally it just said, it reads, keep them from the evil. Hmm. And either way is a, a correct translation. But it's to keep us from the snares of the devil but also the evil that he is perpetrating in, in this world. And that, and this is a prayer the Father has heard and answers, that, that we are kept secure by the saving, sovereign grace of God while we're in this world. So no believer will ever become an unbeliever. No believer will ever fall from grace. No believer will ever lose his salvation because Jesus has prayed that the Father will keep them secure 
uh, in grace and in salvation such that not even the devil himself is, is able to pry us loose. So, Kent, this is a prayer that we needed to have prayed for us by the Lord Jesus Christ because we're confronted by temptations and snares on, on every side. And if the devil could, he, he would uh, remove us from the, from the hand of Christ. But such is impossible for many different reasons. But this would be one of those multitude of reasons, uh, the prayers of the Savior, that we would remain eternally secure in Christ. So let's talk about this, Kent. Well, I, I would think, number one, our, my, I think our, a lot of our viewers would think, okay, let's talk about the, is this, uh, the evil one. Um, how powerful is he? And I think we talked about that potential a uh, little bit last time, but, but does he, and he moves around like a roaring lion, can he be more at one place, at more than one place at one time? Does he have uh, others that help him? How does he... How does he go about impacting our lives? Yeah. Well, no, that's a great question. Uh, the devil is restricted to just one place uh, in the world. He's not omnipresent okay. like God is omnipresent. Um, and he has uh, a, a huge, uh, a vast army of demon spirits hmm. that are highly organized and hmm. highly structured. Hmm. Uh, to carry out the assignments that they are given to invade and to attack the world, the church, believers, unbelievers, and uh, it, it's 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 quite the complex network as as we read the Bible and and learn bits and pieces uh, about the invisible war that is taking place that we cannot visually see, but we know that it's there. And I, I don't think that I think about that as much as maybe I should. Uh, I know that the other extreme is you see a demon behind every bush and you blame everything on the devil yeah. and you, you take no personal responsibility and, and you overlook the fact of God's providence, that, that God is working things out. But I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I need to hear a verse like this. Uh, to to have my antenna up. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask that question. Uh, it's been said there's people that think too much of the devil. Yeah. And there's people that think too little. Yeah. Explain how we can think too much. Yeah. And what does that mean? And how? And, and when we live our lives, how do we think too little? So where is that middle ground as we walk through this life? Yeah. Wow, Kent, you ask the best questions. Well, it, to think too much about the devil is to assign everything that goes wrong. Missed my parking place. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, your, your washing machine breaks down okay. and you go, well, the devil's just attacking my washing machine. Okay. Uh, or if, if you're ever sick, um, you know, you blame that on the devil. Well, no, it may be just that you're obese and, and you ate too much and you should have been in better shape. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, th that's on you. Okay. Uh, the devil is not going to waste his artillery or right. his gunpowder yeah. on you. He, okay. He's just going to let you keep self-destructing. Mm -hmm. um, the other extreme, obviously, is, and I think that the tendency for us who believe in the sovereignty of God 
is to be so focused on the transcendent supreme authority of God that we kind of take our eye off of the fact that there is a real devil who is creating opposition Mm. against us, and he has the ability to to sow seeds even into the the hearts of believers like Ananias and Sapphira um, in uh, the book of Acts. And and even he wanted to come after uh, Peter, mm-hmm. and Jesus said, "You know, I've prayed that your your faith will not fail, mm-hmm. but we we are exposed, mm-hmm. and that's why Paul in Ephesians six said, "Hey, you, you better put on the full armor of God, because there there is a real devil mm-hmm. with his minions mm-hmm. uh, of demonic spirits that are out there in the world and that are real, mm-hmm. and so and not just a few pieces of the armor." You need to have every piece of the armor on. And and so, Kent, this verse is a, a great reminder for someone like me uh, of the spiritual warfare in which we find ourselves. And I've written a commentary on the book of Job. And we see in those opening two chapters, mm-hmm. um, the veil is pulled back and God and Satan really having this conflict uh, with each other. And the, the God in total control, and yet the reality of Satan to be able to unleash horrific damage to Job, mm. to, to have all 10 of his children killed in a moment, and to strip him of his business and, and all of his material assets. It all just taken place in a moment, and the devil was that instrument. And yet Job had a higher view. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, there's, you talked about finding this middle ground. And in some ways, it's hard to like totally isolate what is the center of the field here. But we just need to be reminded that there is a real devil and there are real demonic spirits and there is a real spiritual warfare in which we as Christians find ourselves in. And yet we are held secure. We'll never lose our salvation. Yet in the midst of our Christian life, we must put on the full armor of God and stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Well, Ken, I don't know how our time has just gotten away so, so quickly, but it's, I think the great questions that you ask really take us in a, in a very healthy direction. So I want to thank you for joining us today for Steadfast Hope. Hopefully, you'll note on the screen our website, onepassion.org, and you'll find all kinds of resources that that are free, and we would love to be able to minister to you further, and you can watch Steadfast Hope uh, wherever you are, back uh, 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 productions that we have have done. So, thank you for joining us, onepassion.org. God bless you.